I never try anything. I just do it. Like I don't beat clocks. Just people. Eat the talking! Minced. No, the music. Set up my spinning wheel, girls. I'll join the heron section in a minute. What do you mean by that, mate? He's always from New Zealand. And you never, I repeat, never call a Kiwi an Aussie. That is, unless you want to ask it. Bastard! Bastard! Where is my mother? Are you crazy? Where is she? Am I acting as if there's something wrong? God damn. I feel like a crime is about to be committed. This is the end of your rotten life, you motherfucking dope pusher. Hello, welcome to Cine Sirens Episode 5. I am your host, Shelly Grant. And I'm your other host, Andrea Canales. And today we are going to be talking about Molly and Lawless John from 1972. Just one film. Just one film. One. So the premise of Cine Sirens is, is Andrea and I usually challenge each other to watch a film the other had never seen. Uh, but for this, we chose this one mainly because... Um, our friend Elric Kane of the Pure Cinema podcast was talking about this movie on Pure Cinema, and he talked about how this movie sexualizes Sam Elliott. And me being the Sam Elliott fan that I am, immediately bought it. That's all I needed. <laughs> and that's all we needed that's to all, do That's all I needed. <laughs> on it. If you, if you tell me you're going to sexualize Sam Elliott in a movie, I'm going to buy it and watch it. So... <laughs> That, that was all I needed for this. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get into whether or not it sexualizes Sam Elliott or not. I might have some thoughts on this for our uh, friend Elric. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he's listening and uh, yeah. will now be mad at me for having such thoughts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Um, but before we get into our, our, our twats twitching over uh, Sam Elliott, uh, what other things have your twats twitching, twat twitching, my, Andrea? My twats are twitching for uh, my Roku. <laughs> Let me just go on about how much I love Roku. <laughs> yes. I love Roku so much. And I love the crazy pirate movie channels that are on there. Uh, my, one of my favorite ones is Other Worlds TV. And um, formerly, I don't know if anyone here used to watch Bizarre TV, mm -hmm. but the person who created that, she passed away. And so there is this amazing couple that is doing, um, that is kind of continuing on in her spirit, and they created Otherworlds TV. And the other day, they had a film on there called Karate Girl from 1973. It's a Turkish film, and essentially to me... From what, it, it wasn't translated, so from but what, from what I could tell, it was like a Turkish version of Thriller They Call Her One Eye, oh, which was wow. really bizarre and amazing. Um, so definitely, if you have a Roku, I would, my favorite, I kind of have four in the rotation. Uh, Otherworlds TV is also the eerie late night horror channel, B-Movie TV, and B-Zone. Mm -hmm. And all of them run by tireless volunteers that uh, put up, Really fun, wacky programming. Um, I love them. And they're all um, uh, in the spirit of how TV used to be. They're just linear streaming channels. You mm -hmm. just tune in and you're partway through a movie and you got to figure out what it is. Yep. Like there was one the other day. I had it on because I always play it when I'm here at work. 
much to Kelly. I don't think Kelly minds that much, but <laughs> there was a film on and we were like trying to figure it out. He's like, I know I've seen that girl before. And the premise of the film from what we could tell was that somehow like electricity or phones or something were communicating to like kill people. So we're like searching the internet, like killer phone movie. And stuff <laughs> like that. We eventually figured it out and it was dial help uh, was the name of it. But yeah, that's part of the fun with these channels. Uh, and then, Shelley, shall we say it in unison? Blood for Dracula. The blood, the blood of, of these whores is killing me. The blood of these whores is killing me. Uh, recently, we were lucky <laughs> enough to attend a private screening of this 1974 masterpiece mm -hmm. by directed by Paul Morrissey, starring the late, oh, not late. Oh, no. <laughs> He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> starring. <laughs> Sorry, Udo. Sorry, Udo. <laughs> Udo Kia. Um, and just an amazing performance. And um, this is a film that I've been um, that I've been a fan of for a long time, but Severin just did an amazing restoration and release of it. So uh, seeing that with friends was mm -hmm. just amazing. It was a very special, special occasion. And the film <laughs> just is as ridiculous as I remembered it. And Joe D'Alessandro's. New York accent and the to <laughs> rape the shit out of her. He's <laughs> just, he's just ridiculous. And uh, Udo has turned it up to eleven the whole time. Uh, there's no, no. Uh, he's really trying <laughs> in this movie. He's he's playing for the cheap seats. <laughs> so um, yeah, that those, that's what has my twada twitching. How about you, Shelley? That was that was a fun one. Yes, I, I enjoyed, especially getting to watch it with with a group it yeah. was really fun um and of course joe's d'alessandro is just so beautiful but just as soon as but he opens his, his mouth, mouth it's like oh, shh, 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 shh. okay just and he's really short he is too. you do you do notice it in the film right yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. sometimes in movies you don't always get the sense mm -hmm. of 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 their of their height but, but he's uh, surrounded by all these lanky tall you know, european women, women yeah his wives <laughs> you know he's, he's running around his little five five self all right well i don't know if this is appropriate to say this has my twat twitching but um I have been reading this book, Jesus and John Wayne, How White oh. Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation, uh, written by Kristen Cobes Demez. Um, and this has just been a really interesting book because I've talked about this on this podcast and my other podcast, BS Movies. I, I grew up in an evangelical uh, faith and I'm no longer a part of that. Um, but I've always been a bit interested on um, and in how sort of in the political landscape of America, the evangelicals sort of taking on and, and being tied to the Republican Party, mm. uh, which a lot of times their ideals seem to be the antithesis of Christianity. Mm. And, uh, and so this book sort of takes it back and explores sort of this idea of Christianity and then these American ideals um, and the mythic cowboy. So that's where the, the John Wayne piece um, 
comes into this mm-hmm. of that, you know, Americans have a certain idea of like manifest destiny, that it was God's will for us to take the West. And mm-hmm. then that gets uh, sort of reiterated in those John Wayne Westerns. And so then that somehow becomes a part of the Christian faith, which oh, wow. it shouldn't. So, right. uh, yeah, she does a really nice job of sort of blending all of these things together of this idea of this sort of uh, take by force white masculinity mm. and then that how it got married into the evangelical movement. Um, and in particular, the white evangelical movement, because if you talk to um, people of color, this is not their ideal and this does <laughs> not represent how they view their faith and stuff. So it's been a really um, fascinating read for me. Oh, wow. That does yeah. sound interesting. Yeah. But today, let's get away from that and let's sexualize Sam Elliott. Molly and Lawless John with Vera Miles as the frustrated wife and Sam Elliott as the young and virile lover is a different kind of love story. Right out of here with me. And I'll show you what me and my husband is. Well, I was just using you to save my ass. <laughs> What do you want? Johnny Lawler? What's going on? Suit up and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I, 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 can, I have to read an excerpt from this review about the film. Okay. It's really funny. If your idea of entertainment is watching Sam Elliott shave every 10 minutes, then you have your movie. <laughs> so I'm sorry, that's really funny. He does shave a lot in this He does film. shave a lot in this yeah. movie. This is, yeah, because this is 1972 Sam Elliott. So this is sort of before he becomes known as the mustachioed um, Lothario that we all know and love him for. Um, so he's pretty clean, clean shaven in this one. So if you have a shaving kink, this might be your movie. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we got together and watched this. Um, our friend Lacey uh, oh, was in yes, town. And please. so we we got together and all watched this um, movie. Um, and, it, you know, I've come to appreciate it more since we watched it uh-huh. um, and have some deeper thoughts. I think our initial reaction um, after the movie was like, well, that was a movie. <laughs> that was Sam Elliott shaving. That was Sam Elliott shaving and Vera Miles being sort of <laughs> annoying. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll get into that in a second. This was uh, directed by uh, a director, Gary Nelson, who has done a lot of TV. When I looked him up, he's done a lot of 70s and 80s. Uh, TV, so he directed episodes of Macmillan and Wife. Oh, (laughs) favorite of the show. Which uh, we are big fans of, (laughs) and Police Story, and Get Smart, and um, what else was there? Oh, I think he was the creator of Early Edition, which was a 90s TV show with Kyle Chandler, which I was a big fan of because I love Kyle Chandler. Um, So 
it he's coming from TV and the movie itself, the way it's structured felt very much like a TV made for TV. Yeah. Made for TV movie. It had these pauses and beats that sort of, we were like, Oh, this was for (laughs) the commercial. Um, And I don't know if this was originally going to be a TV movie and then it became a feature. Um, But uh, that's uh, sort of, sort of the odd beats of it. And, and, but then seeing that the director was primarily a TV guy, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. And definitely it's very character focused. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of TV movies, there's not too much action and there's a lot of, drama you know mm-hmm. so yeah definitely that kind of adds to that yeah, yeah. although that opening sequence it's when uh, john is arrested yes uh, johnny but, lawler yeah let me give you a very uh brief synopsis of what the movie is about um this is the story of the titular characters molly and john lawler um in the Old West, and Molly, uh, played by Psycho's Vera Miles, is married to the town sheriff, also another Psycho alum, uh, John Anderson. Who's he and in Psycho? He's the car salesman that oh, sells the car to gosh. Janet Lee. Yeah. Wow, I did. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Molly, um, and they, uh, and John is played by the aforementioned Sam Elliott, and Molly takes some food to him while he's in jail and they begin to develop a connection and he's very charming and she has a lot of sympathy to him. And of course he's incredibly attractive and uh, they sort of bond over this shared sad existence Mm -hmm. and, and he convinces her to help him escape and they can be together and, and he All can those. give her that child. And that he she can wants. give her the child that she so desperately wants. Mm-hmm. Cause she's in a loveless marriage. Like yes. yeah. The yeah. sheriff is a dick. He, <laughs> he really is. He, he's like <laughs> so like lame. Yeah. 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 Well, just you kind of feel like um they got married and then he took this job. And so she's just sort of been forced out here into this existence mm-hmm. that she doesn't want to live. Right. And then she uh, very much feels like she um, doesn't have a purpose because there is no child. Right. So she's just like, what am I supposed to do? And um, John sees that within her and, and, and seduces her mm-hmm. to, to take this chance. Um and so they escape and begin a romantic uh, relationship. And that's where we see, and I think this gets to Elric's point, because I remember when we were watching it, we were like 45 minutes in, and I'm like, when are we going to start sexualizing Sam Elliott? <laughs> what are you doing? May I have me a bath. Well, you're not going to... Like, this hasn't happened yet. Yeah. What movie did Elric watch? Did he get the special unrated version? <laughs> I gotta talk to this guy. And, uh, and um, but you get to a scene, and, and, and now getting to Elric's point, because the movie is sort of from, a, a lot of it is from Molly's perspective. Right. And so she is seeing him as so handsome as in Savior. So then, yeah, it becomes 
uh, it does sexualize him in a way that is different because it doesn't focus on her and her sexuality. No, no. So at all. she's pretty buttoned up and, oh, and yeah. modest throughout the whole she's movie. Like but totally vanilla. But there are a lot of scenes of him shaving and shirtless. Like there's that great scene when he's bathing in the cave uh-huh. and she's sort of creeping around peeping on him and he sees her so then he just stands up and allows her to kind of take it all in gaze upon him (laughs) and she kind of shies away and um runs away from this um but you're you're beginning to understand like okay she he is cutting an incredibly fine figure and (laughs) she's like well he's a bit of a dick but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, she's she's willing to put up with an awful lot, mm-hmm. but you understand because she's put up so with so much from the sheriff, the sheriff, yeah. that she's this woman that I just think she feels like this is what she's supposed to do. Yeah, like she just has to put up with this kind of thing. Well, she's like she's completely starved for love and affection, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, sadly will take whatever <laughs> scrap she's throwing. Right. And right. And so, you know, you feel like she just, it, but then all through the movie, and this is where she becomes a bit annoying, is like she's just trying to convince him to, you know, that he's a, that a he's good a, person. That he's a good person, right. like that she sees something good in him and that they can kind of get beyond this, this outlaw life and right. have, a, you know, make a legitimate life. Um, but I think John also understands in the moment when he does sort of stand up very unembarrassed and shows himself off to her mm-hmm. that he realizes like, OK, like I think he fully understands the power he has over her mm-hmm. and that he's just going to be able to get her to do whatever he wants right? Um, as they go through. Um, and then about this time, they're on the run. Um, they're going to cross the border into Mexico. Um, there's a young native woman who kind of crosses their path and uh, she's pregnant and gives birth to a child, but then she dies in childbirth. So then Molly gets her child. Mm-hmm. She, she adopts this child as her own. Um, and then this is, I, I feel like that's really when, because I don't know about you, but like that connection, even up to this point in the movie, even though, you know, John's sort of a bad guy, like their connection felt, sort of real and genuine enough in a way. And maybe this is me being naive. Like I really believed like he was going to change for her. Mm, and this mm-hmm. is, you know, maybe just my own <laughs> insecurities at play, but like, I kind of believe like, okay, we're going to, that, you know, I was sort of hoping, you know, that he was going to have his redemption moment and oh, that yeah. he really did have some genuine affection for her. Right. Um, but then once that child comes along and he's so annoyed by the kid. <laughs> yes. He really does does not want an infant around. <laughs> yeah. That that's really <laughs> messing up their it's really messing up their plans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh having this kid. Uh, that then you be then his plan changes and he's like, How how do I get rid of these two? Right. And still get to where I need to go. Because he still needs Molly. To fulfill this plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because she's right. going to help him get to across. Dolly. Oh, to Do- to the, okay, yes, to Dolly Windward. Mm-hmm. Windward, played by the delightful Cynthia Myers of mm-hmm. Beyond the Valley of the Dull. Yes, and this was her last movie role. Mm-hmm. This was her last film appearance. That's interesting. Because I think she passed away 
not too long after this. Well, she, no, she was a lot. I made her. Oh, well, I guess yeah, she, she oh, was, yeah. sorry. <laughs> We're killing off Udo Kerr and Cynthia Meyer. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it, because she was very famous for being a playboy mm. and um, mm-hmm. beyond the, well, I don't, I'm very famous. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> she was known. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting because doesn't he, the first night that they're out on the run, mm-hmm. Doesn't he at that point tell her that, like, no, this is not going to happen this way? But then they do. No, because that first night they have sex. Mm. You kind of see the the aftermath, mm-hmm. <laughs> the afterglow <laughs> of that. Right. Um, but maybe you're right. I, I think maybe there is a, a bit before that where you're realizing but then i just felt like it kind of just kept changing there was there was a lot of shifting in his motivations um that did you yeah that i felt like oh no he's gonna be okay and then he kind of changes and shifts and then by the end um especially once dolly is introduced and dolly is a character in a border town that's running a brothel that they obviously a madam uh, yeah they've had um a prior relationship mm-hmm. and she is also very in love with him and he literally leaves Molly and the baby out in the cold. Like sitting outside the door. Yeah. While well, Dolly and Lola are shagging inside. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, such a dick. Is such a dick. <laughs> you dick. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. That then I I think that's when Molly I think finally gets it her her agency <laughs> kicks in right and she realizes like okay this is not gonna go how I want it to go right like I've <laughs> I've nagged I've done this I've done this and yes. she sort of I think finds that her purpose is gonna be she has to raise this child mm-hmm. and. I don't want to be with him. Right. But how now, how do I disconnect right. from this person? So she comes up with a clever plan. Yeah. Um, so she determines uh, to go back into town after this night and have the child christened. Mm-hmm. And she gives the child, she signs the book at the church and gives the child, who's a boy, uh, John's name. And this kind of, I think, clues then in when the priest sees the book. Right. Because John is a wanted man that this is where John is. Right. Which then leads to the the, the sheriffs coming to mm-hmm. capture this man. And there's um, a big... <laughs> A big scuffle, a big shootout. <laughs> um, and she kills John. Right. Yeah. And then ropes him up on the back of her horse and goes back to town, to her town. To her town, yeah. And back to her husband. To collect the reward. To get the reward <laughs> for capturing John. John even though she originally helped with that escape. <laughs> right. You know. She just kind of fibs a bit and like, oh, he, he took he me t- captive. He took me captive. <laughs> right. And so we have this great um, final shot of Molly on horseback carrying the child and the dead John over the back of the horse. <laughs> and... 
you know, her kind of pronouncing, you know, this thing, but she has, I, I feel like has finally found her voice and her agency mm-hmm. in that moment. And it's such a great shot because then you have the asshole husband right. who's just been treating her like shit, you know, before this, you know, meekly walking behind the horse yes. as she, she goes home. So finally putting these men that have abused her, right. you know, in their place and putting them behind her literally, because they're both behind her as that final shot happens. And she's carrying this child. That's going to be her future. Um, so like I said, after we first watched that movie, I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> and that's a movie but then as I got to thinking about it and if you it, because I very much interpret like Molly comes up with her plan when she's left out in the cold that night and that this is how she's gonna get yeah him. and I don't think that part kind of clicked with me mm-hmm. um because we had a discussion after right we were like right. okay did she did she was her intention specifically to go into town and to sign the name so that it would cause the suspicion and lead mm-hmm. lead them to finding Johnny. You know, mm-hmm. was that her intention or was it just a byproduct of her wanting to have the baby christened? But right. yeah, the more you think about it, yeah, mm-hmm. she was <laughs> stuck outside the shack right. you know, with a baby and um, just completely disregarded. And like, there's a point before that, yeah, when she does go into town and where Johnny is left to care for the baby and you're like, oh my gosh, he might yeah. kill the baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to kill the baby. <laughs> like the baby's going to die. Are, yeah. That was a bit <laughs> nerve wracking yeah. because it's like he, cause at that point it's sort of been established like, okay, he is not a good guy. Right. Like as much as you're sort of, Rooting because and, and, and keeping in mind, too, this is an early role for Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. So he's not Sam Elliott yet. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So I think we've seen so many movies with him where he is the good guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he is the hero um, that you're kind of hoping that this redemption happens. So, yeah, from that, then thinking, then realizing this isn't necessarily um, Sam Elliott as we know him, that then it makes sense that he is set up to sort of be the bad guy of the movie and then that's okay um yeah it's it it is i definitely think you're right yeah upon first viewing i think it was challenging for me because Mm -hmm. um vera miles's character molly is Mm -hmm. is really annoying for a lot of the film (laughs) and uh, kind of whiny and just so persistent with um trying to see the good and Johnny, mm-hmm. when he's when it's really obvious he's not a good person, right? <laughs> so that's a little challenging, right? Uh, but then when you kind of do take into consideration, okay, she does this plan, and she's she's so happy to have a child, you mm-hmm. know, as she finally gets what she wants. But it's kind of like, oh, she's returning back to that lame husband, the sheriff. Yeah, she's gonna have all this money. Uh, part of me hopes that she just like then goes back and took then the leaves. Money and was like, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> we're out. That's that's my my hope because, yeah. um, yeah, because she is so whiny. But then I think she does eventually find her voice. Like I think right. she realized, sort of similar to the final girl trope in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, she um is depending on these men to sort of act in the best interest of her. And right. now she's realizing that's not going to happen. I've got it. I have to do this for myself. So right. sort of similar to those final girls in, in horror films mm-hmm. that they have to, 
if I'm going to get away from the killer, I have to be the one to get away. I right. can't depend on the jock boyfriend or, you know, right. whatever. Um, and so same here. But yeah, she is, especially when they get, <laughs> there's a scene where they are captured and oh. they like cut her hair. Yes. And she like just loses her shit where I was <laughs> like, oh my God, just slit her throat. It's fine. Like, don't even, <laughs> don't even worry about the scalp at this point. Just... <laughs> she was super whiny in that part um but again she sort of i i think does find her voice Uh sort of by by the end but she is a very challenging character to root for yes her redemption in the end is great yeah it's um it is it is powerful and yeah seeing her find her her voice exactly and her yes it's definitely the tagline for this this movie was a wanted man, a willing woman, too willing. <laughs> she was too willing. She was too willing. <laughs> Although, Sam Elliott. Uh, if Sam Elliott sort of thrown himself at me, I would <laughs> be too willing to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So, there is a bit of a, a feminist uh, touch to this that mm-hmm. you don't see in other movies from this time. This is available on a really crappy DVD. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's like a seventh generation <laughs> Copy of a copy of a copy yeah. of a copy. It's a little rough. Uh, but you can find it streaming, too. Streaming. Okay. It's, it's, it's available. I think it's on Pluto and Tubi and sort of, it, it must be in public domain because it feels like it's, it's in, very available. In, it, it's, it's pretty... <laughs> It's willing to be found. It's willing to be found. And then it also had that awesome song. <laughs> Can you sing a little for us? I, I'm not going to sing for you. Uh, called Take Me Home. But maybe we can find a sampling of it and we can throw that in here. Oh, and this was filmed in New Mexico. I did look to see if maybe there was a... Uh, Arizona connection. If there was an Arizona connection, but this was filmed primarily in New Mexico. So. I'm going to assume that it was southeastern Arizona um, or New Mexico because mm-hmm. the, uh, the lone native in the movie is called Pregnant Apache. <laughs> Great character development there. <laughs> Pregnant Apache, yes. And then there's Ancient Apache is the one. Oh, yes. Man. Yeah. So uh, Oh, was and she was the one that was chopping her hair. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny her Apache affiliation as a member of the Apache tribe. I will need to do more research. Thank you. Thank you, Monty. Um, and we do I do have to give a shout out to Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger, yeah. Who I just adore and is such a great character actor from this time is the deputy in the movie that does have sort of a fun part at the beginning when there's like the big scuffle and shootout when they originally catch Johnny uh old old clue is there to offer a little bit of 
comic relief. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for a marvelous muffin and wiener, what do we see? We see a shirtless Johnny. See, mm-hmm. we don't get to see his wiener, but Molly did. And then we see. Uh, I know they kept back to Molly as she got yeah. to his wiener. And I was like, well. She lets her hair down at some point, which is quite scandalous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, ancient Apache chops. <laughs> ancient Apache's like, oh, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, so that's uh, yeah, Molly and Lawless John from 1972. Any any final thoughts? <gasps> Gotta twist my arm. Uh, no. no, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm and good. yeah, listen and. Like we said, no marvelous muff or wiener. No. Uh, unless, well, muff if we count his chest hair. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> he does Got have a nice a, rug. He does have yeah. a glorious thatch of chest hair. <laughs> Shelly's drooling. You can't see it, but she's drooling over do, do love my Sam Elliott. So, well, uh, well on that, Shelly, what has your twat tingling? Well, to go with, to keep with the tingle and the Sam Elliott theme, I'm going to recommend two movies uh, that just came out within the last decade, uh, both directed by Brett Haley. Um, One is I'll See You in My Dreams, which stars Blythe Danner and Sam Elliott. And Blythe Danner is a widow who uh, finds love again with Sam Elliott, Hmm. which wouldn't love that like when they introduce his character in the movie she's in a grocery store looking at vitamins and he walks past her and he says you don't need any of that you're perfect just the way you are and keeps walking (laughs) so it's a bit of a panty dropper and uh, (laughs) and then Haley works with Elliot again giving Elliot his first leading role because as much as we all know and love Sam Elliot he is often uh, the side character mm, or the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Haley made a movie in 2017 called The Hero, uh, where Elliot is uh, the lead star and he plays a version of himself. He's an ailing, uh, aging movie star who uh, is coming to terms with things in his past and his own future. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's dealing with um, some different things in his life. And there's a moment um, in the movie with uh, Catherine Ross, who is his real life wife. Uh, And in the movie, they play a divorced couple and he's telling her some news and she reacts and the way Haley shot, it was just so beautiful because you don't hear what he says to her. We're kind of looking through this window mm-hmm. at this moment between the two of them, but it just felt so emotional and genuine mm-hmm. and he just really captures it really well. And I just love this movie. I, I loved uh, the opportunity to see um, Elliot in a, a leading role yeah. and carrying the film. And, uh, and then of course, later we get uh, the man who killed Hitler and, and then the Bigfoot, <laughs> uh, which I, just on the title alone that year, I was like, this is my favorite movie of yeah. the year. I don't even care. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even need to see the movie. Uh, but it did live up to my expectation. I, I also loved that movie. So, um, yeah. So getting to see some aging Sam Elliott and some of the things he's done a bit later um, here in his career is worth it. Excellent. Well, I'm very excited for uh, Mondo Macabro's release of fin- Femina. 
Femina Rydens, The Laughing Woman, uh, starring the divine Dagmar Lassonda. Um, I've been wanting to see this for a while and it's been available on DVD, but uh, they're doing a beautiful Blu-ray restoration. So that, I ordered, placed my order, I don't know when I'm gonna get it, but um, it has an amazing musical score by Stelvio Cipriani, who I love his, um, musical work so yeah that one I'm really excited for that will be a physical media release and then also really excited for the physical media release of um Flesh for Frankenstein yes. <laughs> more Udo and more Joe um from the blood of these horses is killing me <laughs> more 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 uh, yeah. from 1973 in 3D uh Vinegar Syndrome is releasing that and um yes Udo is now switched from deranged vampire to deranged scientist um and more Joe with a ridiculous accent and uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of fun to be had so I'm really stoked for that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it we're just living in like the best age for physical media like the stuff that people are releasing is just so cool oh man and the stuff that comes out and then they have these sales that right. like, like Criterion oh. had a flash sale a couple of weeks ago and oh man it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it's a good time it is so uh yeah that's that's what's got my what a tingling all right and uh, hopefully we'll yeah we'll be back soon we're going to try and be more regular about our screenings uh, mm -hmm. i mean our screenings our podcasts <laughs> yes <laughs> our cine sirens <laughs> yeah but thank you for your support and listening everybody and thank you monty for being thank here you. and helping us out and we'll see you soon bye i never try anything i just do it like i don't beat clocks just people Eat the cookie! Oh. Men's stuff. No Set up my spinning wheel, girls. I'll join the heron section in a minute. What do you mean by that, mate? It's always from New Zealand. And you never, I repeat, never call a kiwi an Aussie. That is, unless you want to ask it. Where is my mother? Are you crazy? Where is she? Am I acting as if there's something wrong? God damn it. I feel like a crime is about to be committed. This is the end of your rotten life, you motherfucking dope pusher.